everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today, you know what? I just want to address this really quickly. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen some of you. So with this podcast, I've been doing river cruising podcasts and ocean cruising podcasts. So if you're just subscribed to our newsletter at Avid Cruiser, um, you're just getting the ocean cruise podcasts. And so there may have been a little bit of a gap since the last time that we did a podcast, but we have been doing them every week. So if you are an ocean cruiser who is interested in river cruising, um, just make sure to follow this page because then you'll get both podcasts and starting this next few weeks, we're going to be doing two podcasts every week, one per site, um, ideally. So We'll see how that turns out, but uh, if you want to hear the River Cruise podcast as well, follow my SoundCloud page. You can just open this if you're on the website. Um, If you're on SoundCloud, just go to my profile and follow if you want to, if you want the other podcasts, because uh, when you're just getting them in newsletters, you're only getting about half of them right now. So just wanted to throw that one out there. Also, I want to just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. I am a little bit under the weather, so please excuse my voice for today's podcast, but we do have a good podcast. So recently, we've had a lot of guests on this podcast, and uh, today it's just it's just me. We're going back to our roots. I mean, we're on the 10th episode now, I think. This will be the 11th, and uh, it's time to, to throw it back to the very beginning when it was just me sitting in a room by myself, and here we are again. So today we're going to look at a few pieces of cruise news. Most notably, um, Oceana Cruises is ordering two new ships. So those ships are going to be delivered in 2022 and 2025, and they are going to be Allura-class ships. So that's a new class of mid-sized vessels um, that's going to retain all the design elements and amenities from the marina and Riviera, but also uh, there's going to be some added amenities and... um, added comfort to those ships. So in a quote from Frank Del Rio, he says, we are excited to expand the Oceana Cruises fleet with our new Allura class ships to meet the strong demand for upscale culinary and destination focused cruise vacations around the globe. This new class of ships will further elevate the already best in class guest experience at Oceana and meaningfully strengthen demand from both new and loyal and returning guests. Uh, which will ultimately drive further returns for shareholders. So they are using this new class of ship to cater to the guests that they already have, but also try to bring some new people on board with this new class of ship. Uh, The contract price for each of the vessels is 575 million euros per ship. So keep an eye out for some more news about those ships, but that's all that we really know right now. I just want to point out quickly, too, that there are a lot of deals going on right now. It is wave season, so uh, make sure that you follow the blog on Avid Cruiser because I'm going to be posting a few things there this week. Um, There are a lot of deals going on. Uh, We also have Seaborn introducing a new brand of caviar to their fleet, and that's Regis Ova Caviar, um, which it's just they're replacing their caviar from their caviar service and they're kind of upgrading it to this new caviar so that is something to look forward to if you are a seaborne fan and have enjoyed that service um and then lastly with news we have vikings 2021 world cruise that's going to be 161 days six continents 75 ports and overnight stays in 13 cities so as i said keep an eye out on the blog there are going to be um 
deals coming out. So just try to keep on top of that if that's something that you're interested in. I will also mention them on uh, next week's episode as well, whatever I end up posting this week, whatever I end up hearing about. So um, know that you can get the information that way as well. Now I will link these articles that I've been talking about down in the description so that if you feel like you need to read more about them, you can. Um, But without further ado, let's get into to the meat of the podcast today, which is uh, me talking about my aspirational voyages. And I just wrote an article on Avid Cruiser. I'll link it in the description. Some of you might have come here directly from that article, uh, which is my top aspirational cruises for 2020. But we're also going to go ahead and do an article that I wrote a few months ago, which is my top aspirational voyages for 2019. So let's get into it. So first, we're going to get into my top five aspirational voyages for 2019. Uh, Starting off the list is an itinerary on Silver Sea, uh, where Silver Discover will sail from Darwin to Bali, and that takes place on June 24th, 2019. This cruise will spend 15 days exploring Indonesia, and this is number one on my list for 2019 for multiple reasons. One, that I've never been to Indonesia before, and in a lot of these, you're going to see that I'm I'm wanting to go places that I've never been before because I feel like I've seen so much and I'm, I'm hungry to see more. So I think that the most notable part of this voyage, however, is the excursions that are offered. Uh, there are snorkeling excursions, which are not unique to Silver Sea. We see those in most big cruise lines, uh, most ocean cruise lines. Um, snorkeling is usually offered if you're in warm weather. <laughs> um, However, there is a really unique excursion on this trip where you're going to be able to snorkel in the Coral Triangle, uh, which if you just Google that, I I had never heard of that. And I Googled a picture of it and it was so pretty. And I, I am not a snorkeling person. I don't really enjoy it that much. I always get stung by jellyfish. I get so seasick on the catamarans out. Like I, it is not for me, but seeing that picture made me want to go so badly. So um, that would be a really cool excursion. And then also there's a visit to a national park um, where there's a scientist who works with orangutans and like monkeys, apes, primates of all sorts are my favorite animals. I just love them. Uh, Chimpanzees are my favorite, but I like orangutans too. And as soon as I heard about this excursion, I knew that this trip had to be number one on my list because like there's a chance that you're going to meet orangutans in this excursion. But even if you don't, like for me, just learning about them is something that's so cool that I would love to do. So that that is pretty much why that trip is my number one. I like Silver Sea. You'll see that Silver Sea is my number one for 2020 as well for a different reason. But um, yeah, the orangutans are the seller for me. So it could have it could be on any ship ever. It could be on a cruise line that we don't even know about. Someone could be like, oh, I'll fly you and we can learn about orangutans. And even if I didn't know them, I would say yes, because that is how much I love them. So uh, no, no 
fault to Silversea. I love Silversea, but the orangutans are, are the clear part of what makes this number one for me. Now, my second cruise for 2019 is aboard Regent Seven Seas, a cruise line that I have never actually gone on. Um, I'm just getting back into ocean cruising, so I've gone on a few lines, but a lot of the luxury ones we weren't reviewing when I was younger, and then we got kind of into them as I was in high school and college and couldn't miss school. So now that I'm doing this job again, I look really forward to exploring more cruise lines, and you'll see that as a repeating pattern um, on this list as well. But this one is a Cuba itinerary, and it is the first immersive Cuba itinerary that Region 7 Seas is offering, and that uh, departs on October 15th, 2019. Uh, the itinerary calls on Havana uh, and Santiago de Cuba and a few other cities. Um, but but for me, Cuba just seems like such a magical place. Like when you see the pictures and you see the colors and the car, the old cars that they have, it is so picturesque, so beautiful. And it's also a place that's really foreign to a lot of people, especially to Americans, because we haven't been able to travel there. Travel has been banned. So it's something that I feel like Cuba is so close, but not a lot of people have been there, um, especially people that I've talked to. So knowing that these American cruise lines are going to be able to go to Cuba now uh, is very exciting. And that itinerary st stuck out to me, but there are a lot of other cruise lines offering Cuba itineraries as well. And number three is actually a cruise that's already happened. So I'm going to still talk about it because I think it was a cool cruise and I'm hoping that Seaborn will do something like this again. But it was a holiday cruise through Thailand and Vietnam and it was 14 days long. It departed on December 22nd, uh, 2018, and it actually just wrapped on January 5th. So, uh, just, just missed it. But, um, Vietnam is one of my favorite countries. I have never done an ocean cruise there. I did a river cruise on the Mekong and I mean, Seaborn cannot be a bad way to experience any destination, let alone somewhere that's one of my favorite, favorite destinations. Christmas Eve was spent at sea, um, but Christmas day was spent in Bangkok, Thailand and the ship traveled to Cambodia and Vietnam, and there were two days in Ho Chi Minh City, and then New Year's was celebrated at sea. Um, New Year's Day was celebrated in Vietnam, and, you know, it just sounded like... They arrived in Hong Kong. It just sounded like such a cool trip. Something that I had done before, kind of, because I only had gone to Thailand. Uh, I've only laid over in the airport there. I've never gotten off of the plane in Thailand. Um, but I just, I think Bangkok would be so cool to, to explore, especially on Christmas Day. Because um, that day is just so magical already for me. So I, I don't know. I just, I really, really thought that the itinerary sounded really cool. And I... It's, it's past, but I mean, maybe we can find someone who has blogged about it or something. So if you guys know of someone that's blogged about it, someone that's reviewed it, someone that went on that trip, pass the word along to me because I would love to ask them about it. Maybe we can get them on the podcast too. Um, number four is the secrets of Croatia and Greece via the Corinth Canal itinerary, and that's aboard Windstar's Star Pride. Um, the eight-day voyage travels from Venice to Athens 
uh, but through Slovenia, Croatia, and Montenegro. So, you know, I've only gone to Northern or Western Europe. Um, and I feel like I'm missing out on something. It's like everyone talks about how great Italy is and how great Greece is. And, you know, it's the cruise starts in Italy and it ends in Greece. And as I said, the, there are two countries that I've only ever heard about. I've never seen them. Um, and I will be honest... I am extremely claustrophobic, but the navigation of that like super narrow canal is something that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't know. I would love to do it. I'm looking at a picture of Windstar sailing through right now and it is awesome. Like it, this ship barely fits and it's a small ship. So I, I don't know. I think it would be really fun to be able to go through and experience that. Um, Next up, last one on the list, is the ultimate seafarers and Baltics itinerary aboard Scenic Eclipse. Now, I will say, the only thing I really know about this itinerary is that it's a 22-day voyage from Barcelona to Stockholm. There's, there's not much else that I know about it. But it made my list because it starts and ends in two of my favorite cities almost like Stockholm is definitely one of my favorite cities Barcelona is awesome too um but you know scenic eclipse provides a unique experience for guests and uh I'm I'm assuming that this 22-day voyage will afford guests the opportunity to bike ride take helicopter and zodiac tours travel with local guides kayak and and more because those have been marked features of the ship so I can only assume that that would be offered on this trip, but I, I just, I would be really interested in sailing aboard Scenic Eclipse too, because it's been so built up for such a long time. And we see the articles that we've posted on, on Avid Cruiser about uh, the submarines and the helicopters and all these things that have been designed, especially for that ship. And uh, I don't know. I just, I think that it would be really cool to go on there. It's that ship is very custom, um, and I, I don't know. I, I just think that it is a really unique concept and, um, I've, I'm sure that we're going to see more ships built like that. We're definitely going to see another scenic eclipse. We're going to see scenic eclipse too. So, uh, I'm curious to see how that kind of shapes ships that are being built down the road. But, uh, yeah, as I said, I don't know much about that voyage, but I am super interested in scenic eclipse itself. And, uh, Barcelona to Stockholm is a pretty good itinerary, so I I would love to uh, experience it on the itinerary. So if any of you guys have gone or are going on any of these trips that I mentioned, the only one that you would have gone on is the one that I said earlier. Let me know if you know anyone has gone on it, the Thailand one uh, with Seaborn. But if any of y'all are going on any of these itineraries, please let me know. Like, I would love to hear about them. Um, yeah. So just write in. I always put my email in the description too, just in case you have any questions about anything or want to suggest any topics or anything like that. But without further ado, we will move on to 2020, my top five aspirational cruises for 2020. Um, starting the list again is Silver Sea. I know I said that Silver Sea was my number one for both years. So that's I don't know. I love Silver Sea. My first luxury cruise was aboard Silver Whisper. And so it has a special place in my heart. Um, I Silver Sea is going to offer 14 sailings to Antarctica between December 2019 and February 2020. So 
I didn't pick a specific itinerary because they are all fairly similar just because in Antarctica there aren't that many places to go but the de- the destination is such a once in a lifetime destination anyway that you know even going to the same place it wouldn't matter because you're not going to do two back to back and and even my dad who's gone so many times and kind of seen the same things over and over is like well it's never the same because you're with different people and you're seeing different birds and you're seeing different animals in different places and uh, depending on the month that you go, the weather can vary. And so, you know, I think that even though the the cruises might be the same, the itineraries might be the same, that you're going to get a unique experience every time you go. Now, for me, Antarctica seems like a once-in-a-lifetime destination, but my dad has been three times, so I don't really know how that math works out, but who knows? I mean, he may go back for a fourth time, and if he does, I really hope that he brings me along with him. Um... This is obviously on the top of my list just because Antarctica is is somewhere that I want to go so badly. And especially, I don't know if y'all have listened to the Antarctica podcast that I did with my dad yet, but if you haven't, you need to check it out because we just talked about everything that was happening and it all sounded so cool. And I've been wanting to go to Antarctica for a while. I edited some pictures for him from his last Antarctica trip, probably like four or five years ago. And just ever since then, I've wanted to go so badly. But this past trip that he went on, doing the podcast, reading the articles that he wrote, which I will also link in the description, it it just made me so, so hungry for Antarctica. Like, I just, I want to go so badly. So this second one is Seabourn um, Encore. It's aboard Seabourn Encore, rather. And it's the 18-day Arabian Gems and Holy Land itinerary, which departs from Dubai on May 5th, 2020. Um, And then it sails to Athens. uh, And it gets there on May 23rd. Not only have I heard wonderful things about Dubai from everyone that I know who has ever been there, I also have never been to Greece, as I already mentioned. So those two like bookends to the trip are great, but also I'm really interested in what is happening during the middle of that cruise. Number one, because it ports in Muscat, Oman. Two of my best friends live in Oman and I have never had the chance to visit, but anyone who I know who has gone there has said that people are just the nicest people. It's beautiful. There are mountains, there are, there's hiking, there are beaches, um, and then also the architecture is beautiful. So I, I'm, I would be so excited to see the landscape of that city, also to meet the people, get immersed in the culture a little bit, and then also to just have it also go to Dubai and Athens, and then it also goes to Tel Aviv. I've never been to Tel Aviv. Uh, I have friends who've traveled there. My friend went there for Christmas last year, and she just loved it. She came back with amazing stories about the food, people, culture, Um, And so it's been somewhere that I've wanted to check out for a while, especially after she got back from that trip. Um, So this is one of those trips for me that kind of checks a lot of my boxes. Like Seabourn Encore is a really nice ship and I've I've only ever seen photos of it, um, but I would love to go on it. And then also it has these destinations that I'm like, yes, 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 I would love to go on those. So that's why that's my number two. Um, Number three is 
an Oceana cruise. It's aboard the regatta to Alaska. I have never been to Alaska. And I literally am the only person in my family who has never been to Alaska. And I feel so left out. Like we had family friends when I was little that lived in Alaska. And so I heard a lot about it. And I always, uh, this is a random fact, but my parents always watched that show Northern Exposure. And so there was just like something about Alaska that was ever present throughout my entire life. And as I said, it's not somewhere that I've been. So I, I would love to go, especially since I've been hearing about it for so long. Um, obviously, there's the famous excursion of going whale watching. But also, I think that it's just equally fun to like walk through towns and meet people. And the summer is so hot where I live. I live in North Carolina that having a little break in the hot summer of North Carolina would be so nice. And I don't know. I just Alaska looks awesome. It looks beautiful. I love nature, but I also love cities. I love meeting people. I love, you know, I mean, even you talk about cultural differences. It's not like it's different cultures entirely. I mean, Alaska is part of the United States, but it feels so disconnected. And I know that they do things there differently sometimes. And you see that in the TV show Northern Exposure, but also in a lot of movies. And so I would be interested to see what the style of life is up there because I feel like people just live really differently, um, especially because of the extreme weather conditions. So I, I think that that itinerary would be great. But then also on top of that, on top of just being so excited about Alaska, uh, Oceana Regatta is being refit in September of this year. So September, 2019. And you know, the ship is already really nice, but I can only imagine how great it's going to be after the refit. So that's another reason that this place so high up on my list, because I, I really am curious about the destination, but also I am really curious about the ship after the refit. Number four on my list is Regents. Uh, 14 Day Dreams of Africa itinerary. Uh, this itinerary cruises round trip from Cape Town uh, aboard Seven Seas Voyager. So it departs on December 22nd and travels to seven ports along the way. So Africa is another one of those destinations for me, like Alaska, like Antarctica, that I just, you know, in, in like Oman and like Tel Aviv and kind of what I've been talking about this whole time. It's just somewhere that I haven't been and I'm itching to go and would love to go to. That being said, I did a podcast last week with a woman named Devin Quinn from a river cruise company called Quasi Europe. If you're not a river cruise person, it's a French river cruise company. And if you're interested in knowing more about it, you can listen to, it was a two-part podcast. The first we talked about their fleet and the second podcast we talked about Devin's recent trip to Africa. And I think even if you're not a river cruise fanatic, that's still going to be a really interesting podcast for you because of what she talked about and how she told the story. And for someone that's wanted to go to Africa for so long, wanted to go on safaris, just listening to her talk made me want to go so much more. 
uh, she told it, she told it so well. She recounted so many details and it, it just really, really had me itching to go. Uh, I also had a family member that just got back from Africa. So that's been like a present theme in my life right now. Excursions on this itinerary include uh, visiting some game reserves, also visiting the spot where Nelson Mandela was captured, and then touring a few cities. Um, as someone who is kind of a history buff, I studied history in college, along with communications and journalism. Don't worry, I'm still qualified. Um, the balance of nature as someone who loves animals who would love to go on a safari, as I said earlier, and then also having like those historical aspects and learning about uh, Nelson Mandela. And then also I'm assuming about learning about colonial colonialism and things like that. Um, that makes it kind of an ideal vacation for me. Um, and then, and then last up, and I, I want to say that even my number fives, they still made my top five. So like, there are a lot of other ships that I would like to go on a lot of other itineraries that I would like to go on. These stuck out to me, and they all kind of rank the same for me. So if it's one, two, three, four, or five, maybe there's like a slight advantage to one. But really, they're all kind of on the same playing field, especially because if I got to go on any of these trips, I would be so grateful and so happy. So I mean, there's no no real rank here. It was just a way to organize it that made sense. So that being said, number five is a Cunard itinerary and it's a Japan circumnavigation. It's a nine night sailing and it is aboard Queen Elizabeth. It starts and ends in Tokyo. Uh, it starts September 28th, 2020. And going to Tokyo is something that I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now. I feel like Japan is really relevant in pop culture right now. There's a lot of good things happening in Japan. I, I don't know, I've, I'm interested in Japan and I've never been. And so I like that it starts in Tokyo and ends in Tokyo because as someone who has consider, considered just going to Tokyo and getting a hotel, I can do that and then also see some other cities in the meantime. So I can do two days in Tokyo in the beginning of the trip and then two days at the end and that would be great. So the itinerary also calls on Nagasaki which is a really important historical site in my opinion um, especially because I'm super interested in World War II. So you know, as I said, I consider myself a bit of a history buff. I really, really enjoy history too and learning new things. Um, that's part of what made Vietnam so special for me is seeing a lot of things from the war and learning a lot of history. I like to do walking tours and things like that. So this destination has been on my bucket list for quite a long time. Um, but I would also see what else Japan has to offer. So, you know, there are four other cities that it's going to. And um, I mean, Tokyo and Nagasaki, I know a lot about, but the other cities in between, I don't really know much about. So I think that it would be fun to see these cities that I've heard about and feel like I know a little bit about and then also these cities that I don't know much about and kind of explore them as well. So I mean, I that's it guys, but I just I'm so excited for these itineraries. And if you have any cruise that you're really just wanting to go on any ship that you're wanting to go on, it does it doesn't even matter if you have a specific itinerary in mind, please comment below because I would love to know what you guys want to talk about. Um, 
And feel free to email me. As I said, like I am so open to discussion. I love talking about cruising. That's why I do this. That's why I do this podcast specifically, but that's why I'm doing what I do because I want to have conversations about things. So feel free to write to me. that is it for this week guys thank you so much for joining me on avid travel with Britain frost hopefully by next week my nose will not be so stuffy i'll be breathing in the warm caribbean and bahamian air and uh yeah be at sea and have the wind blowing and be in the heat and you know it's snowing in greensboro right now so i know i just said i hate the hot weather and i would i would so much rather have this weather than hot weather but it's nice to have a little break from it so make sure that you tune in next week because we're doing something kind of interesting and i kind of don't want to spoil it yet for you guys but um it's it's a unique concept the way that we're going to do the podcast next week so it's going to be live from Well, okay, let me not say live. I used kind of a clickbait title once and I said live from Antarctica and someone called me out on it. But the interviews are going to be happening while we're on the ship. Did I say too much? I said interviews, plural. Okay, I fear that I've said too much, but I'll see y'all next week. As always, have a great week and thank you for joining me. Bye. (laughs)